The evil that men do lands on. We gonna bang your head! You are now listening to the Music Mania podcast, a hard-hitting show featuring all things hard rock and heavy metal. And now here are your hosts, the twins of chaos, Clint Switzer and Paul Lagana. Thank you, everyone, for joining us on a very special edition of the Music Mania podcast. Clint Schweitzer, sitting in here with me as always, is my travel companion, my road warrior. It's Paul Lagana. He was baptized in rock and roll long before I was even born. Paul, great to be sitting in here with you, man. How's it going? Good oh, week so great, far here? great. Clint, as always, it is great to be here. And let me tell you, buddy, we have some great shows coming up here. The weather's getting warm, and uh, everybody needs to get out and see some shows. Absolutely. Uh, crack a beer, man. It's time. Uh, summer concert season is here. It's upon us. So going to be great to get out there. we got Rocklahoma coming up here in just a couple weeks. going to go check out the Scorpions. Cross one off the bucket list because we've either one of us have ever seen them. They're on their farewell tour. I can't wait. But today, Paul, on this very show, we're going to be talking with Jack Russell, of Great White, formerly, and uh, his current version of Great White is Jack Russell's Great White. Going to be talking with him about all things uh, music-related, stuff going on in the news. Ask, I, mean, I know he knows the guys in Guns N' Roses. We're going to ask him about uh, about that. Going to ask him about some new music that uh, his version of Great White has coming up. And, uh, of course, get into some of the Station Nightclub Fire stuff, because it just the 13-year anniversary uh, that just came up in February. So Jack Russell, a distinct voice from the 80s. Still out there doing it. He's gone through a lot of personal stuff, and it's just good to see him out there. He looks great. He sounds great. Uh, he's, he's embraced sobriety, I think, and uh, hopefully that's what carries him through, man, because he does have a great voice. Absolutely, Clint. And uh, uh, Jack Russell, for me, back in the mid to late 80s, was, again, one of the premier front men going. Uh, it was unbelievable back in the day what, uh, what that band accomplished. Uh, uh, so many... Uh, hits uh the grammy uh nominations so once bitten and then twice shy those two albums back to back i think that's what solidified the band they did some huge tours around that time great white i mean they just always had a bluesy rock sound they kind of got lumped in with the hair band uh, era and of course they were that they had the look they had the sound they had the ballad save all your love was a big hit ballad for them as was formulaic in the 80s to have uh rock me they had that desert moon one of my all-time favorite songs is desert moon uh so it's going to be great um I think Jack Russell's a guy that uh, has, has overcome a lot of things, man. He, he gets a lot of the blame for that station nightclub fire that happened in West Warwick, Rhode Island, back in 2003, where 100 people were killed. But, I mean, he and, and had a band member uh, die in that fire as well, but he made it out. He's a survivor, and he's gone through a lot of medical problems, um, breakups with the band Great White. And you know, when it comes to this, there's two versions of Great White right now. Jack Russell's right. Great White, Mark Kendall's Great White. Mm-hmm. Which we are going to see at Oklahoma, along with the Scorpions. That's correct. And I'll tell you, though, uh, I always err on the side of the singer when it comes to these situations. Like, I want to hear the songs perform like they were sang on the album. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to hear some guy that I don't have a clue of what his voice is singing, you know, Save All Your Love or Desert Moon. I mean, right. Jack Russell goes out there. He's got a great band playing the songs. Can't wait to talk to him, man. I, I'm, right. a, I'm a big fan of Jackson. I just I feel like he's caught a lot of flack over the years, and of course, well documented substance abuse problems. But he's he's clean. He's 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 in better shape now than he's been. So to right. me, he's he's doing what you got to do, man, to stay out there and keep rocking, to keep making a living. Uh, 
Absolutely, and just like uh, the rest of the bands out there, man. I mean, he's uh, he's still plugging along, and I tell you what, he sounds uh, as great as ever. And it is our pleasure here on the Music Mania Podcast to welcome this week's very special guest. It is Jack Russell from Jack Russell's Great White. Jack, how's everything going, man? Sounds like uh, you're out there and just enjoying the day out on a boat and just loving life today, man. How's everything going? Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty. It's a pretty bad day, man. You know, I'm sitting on the back of my boat working on lyrics, sunshine, and I'm half naked, and so are the rest of the people in the harbor. And, uh, it's just a gorgeous day, man. You know, it's like 80 degrees, a little breeze blowing. You know, I'm sipping my Starbucks and, you know, all is right with the world. Well, it's a good time of year for that, my man. And I'll tell you what, you talk about writing some lyrics. I was going to ask you about it because uh, you came out with a single, uh, Hard Habit, about a year ago. Yeah. It's a great song. I mean, just such a throwback. But you talk, you're talking about working on new stuff. I got to ask you. I mean, what uh, what's kind of what, what are you working on, and what do you you know what's uh, your vision kind of for the next Jack Russell uh, Great White um, album, if you will? It's it's you know it, it's 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 very eclectic, but uh, and there's some stuff on there like nobody's heard. Like there's a song called My Addiction, which just straight to the point. I mean, there's no punches drawn about my life and about the things I've been through and um, it's just a really heavy spooky sounding song um, there's a lot of really heavy songs in this record and the guitar playing is just phenomenal you know I've never had a guitarist I've ever worked with in all my years that has been as good a guitarist as he Robbie Lochter and the two of us have been writing some brilliant songs together. And I hate to sound like I pat myself on the back. <laughs> I'm just being, I'm just being honest. I mean, I don't take credit for the songs. I, I just think they're a gift from wherever, you know. Well, you know, Jack, you're looking great. You haven't looked this good in years. You're sounding awesome. The band is tight. I mean, you. what's going on? You, uh, you, you know, um, we talked about finding sobriety back in 2011 after your friend Janie Lane passed away you've cited that as, yeah. a, as a catalyst I mean you look great you sound great I mean is, is that really kind of what started everything for you yeah you know but unfortunately at the time it wasn't enough you know I mean it was for a while but then my disease started going well you're not Janie Lane you no doctors ever told you that so you can keep on drinking and I was you know I'd binge for a while that sober up and the last time I did that was like eight months ago. I went on a binge, and uh, I, I, I drank like 10 Mai Tais in like 20 minutes. And I kept falling off the bar stool, and the guy uh, said, hey, dude, we love you here, but you got to go, or else call the cops. So Don Dawkins, who was with me, took me down to my boat and, you know, dropped me off. And, and uh, my wife was just furious. <laughs> <laughs> as you can imagine, and she put me to bed the next morning. I wouldn't wake up. Well, how important? <laughs> yeah. How important uh, has she been to you, though, Heather? Your wife's name's Heather. Wonderful lady. She's. Uh, we've been in contact with her. How how, how important has she been uh, in all this? She's uh, right now. She's really sick. She's uh, you know, she's got fibromyalgia now. It just keeps getting worse, you know, and. Uh, she had this attack the other day where um, she had another infection, and what fibromyalgia does, it, it exacerbates the other infections. I mean, I was eating some potato chips in the car, and her, her hearing is so hypersensitive, she had to have me stop. She had to leave the show we were at Temecula and drive to Cedar sinai Wow. You could see 
you know, that's how bad it was, you know. And um, so it's it's yeah, it's been bad. We both had our struggles. I mean, you know, I got I got I was in a coma eight months ago from drinking too much, and the doctor told me when I woke up, you know, if you drink again, your liver's gonna shut down, you're gonna die. And I went, okay, uh, I know something that something had happened to, so I'm not gonna take the chance. No, so, do not do that. Uh, right now, my body's in great shape. I've been working out. I've been, you know, been running. I've been, you know, stuff I thought I could never do again after all my accidents. But, you know, I just took care of myself, got some muscle on me, and, uh, you know, I'm back on stage doing what I used to do, so it's great. Well, has there been anyone in rock, Jack, that has had to go through as much as you have? I mean, you talk about all the pain and the accidents. I actually saw Great White back in 09 right after you'd had uh, your accident where you'd had, I think you had a, a kind of a rib injury, spinal injury. I mean, you were in bad shape, man. And Oh, yeah, I had, I had two back surgeries like two days apart. <laughs> yeah. I worked for two days. And then every year I needed to care for it. It was like a year recovering, but, you know, I still would not play, you know. Yeah, you. That was uh, the, that night. You could tell it was uh, it was a struggle for it. But, I mean, you've always just had this signature voice, and that's what that's what matters. And you got you got some you got some dates coming up here in, in June, Jack. And I'm going to tell you, it starts uh, in June. I think the fourth in Littleton, and you got some dates coming up in June and in September. I mean, it's just got to be able to be good for you to get out and, and play again, play these songs, sing. That's what you do, man. You're a performer. Yeah, it's got to feel good. Man, it's great. Yeah, I mean, this year unfortunately is not as full as last year. We made a mistake and we changed agencies, thinking we were doing a better thing going with a bigger agency and it turned out to be you know it turned out to be the little fish in the big pond syndrome so we ended up going back to our original agency and, and you know I mean they kicked butt I mean we had 17 shows last April of last year I mean so you know I don't know why we left but so we're back with them now and uh, we're starting to get things rolling we got a new album coming out this year or next year early next year it's called The Gauntlet and um, it is the most amazing pieces of music I've ever written. It is so well done. Um, there's just some epic songs on there. Our fans are just going to freak out. You know what? So I'm really excited about it. And uh, as, as are everybody. And uh, we're looking forward to playing this stuff and looking forward to people hearing it, you know? Well, it, it, and, it sounds, and it sounds just like Ray White because I'm singing. That, well, that's what I was going to get into because... Obviously, there's been a very public uh, situation. Uh, Great White continuing on with uh, Mark Kendall and that lineup. But uh, to me, when this stuff happens, and it happens, it's rock and roll, man. But when it happens, I always err on the side of the singer. When I hear those songs, I want to hear it the way the singer sang it on the album, uh, not necessarily yeah. who played guitar or drums on it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you're saying exactly. I mean, this is not just because I'm a singer. I mean, if I was, if I was anything else, you know, I would... You know, like the bands that I like, you know, that, that have changed are the ones that still have the original singer because that's the sound that I grew up with. That's the songs I know. I mean, I love Sammy Hagar to death, but I don't want to hear him singing and talking about love. Exactly. Just like I don't, just like I don't want to hear uh, um, um, Dave Ross singing like I can't drive 55, you know? Yeah, no, no so, question about it, man. That's when they when they say Queens, like I love the guys in Queens, like the friends of mine. I love Tom. Todd does a great job, but he's still not just hey, you know. Awesome, so it's, it's difficult for me to. Uh, I mean, look, if they took Steven Tyler out of Aerosmith and put in anybody, I would be like, no, I gotta go see Steven Tyler. 
Jack, what are your thoughts on the Guns N' Roses tour, uh, and particularly Axel also touring with uh, ACDC? Uh, not many, and, and not too often. <laughs> um, you know what? I don't know. I've, I've, I've heard some good reports, and I'm surprised because I thought, you know, knowing Axel and, and knowing how he used to be, you know, showing up, you know, four hours late, uh, I know they wouldn't put up with that for a second, but, I mean, if he shows up, I imagine he's going to do real well because, you know, that's the kind of singer he is. I mean, really, you know. Now, the Guns and Roses stuff, I don't know if those guys will last a weekend because, I mean, you know, I know there's bad blood there, but, you know, when you can take a million dollars a show, you know, I, I got a guy fart in my room every night for that money. No. <laughs> It's going to be interesting. Oh, my gosh. It's going to be interesting. Jack, I, like we talked about how much uh, you've personally been through, and I want to you know, ask about this. Unfortunately, probably not an interview that you'll ever do the rest of your life, which is very unfortunate. It won't happen when someone doesn't talk about the, the Station Nightclub fire, but it's been 13 years. It just ha- uh, came up 13 years in February. But I think one thing no one's ever asked you about is you personally you were a victim of this fire. You sur- you're a survivor of this tragic incident. What is that like? Being because I think a lot of people want to place blame and things like that. But for you, you were just a survivor, just like all the rest of the survivors. There was a hundred people killed, including including one of your bandmates. But you made it out. I mean, you're a survivor of this thing, man. I think that's one thing that never gets brought up here. Yeah, you know, I appreciate that. Um, it's something I wouldn't say, but I mean, it, I mean, truthfully, yeah, I guess it is. You know what I mean? And, and I lost a lot of friends and. And unfortunately, being the uh, the lead vocalist of the band, the one that's the most high profile, um, if people are going to blame the band, they're going to look at me and blame me. I mean, I've had people call me a murderer, and and that stuff is just, I mean, it just tears your heart out, you know, because I don't have a bad bone in my body. I don't wish harm on anybody, especially, I mean, music is supposed to make people feel good and enjoy themselves. I mean, if we knew something like this would happen, we would have done a show, of course, you know? Um, sure. But the fire marshal had a legal form up there, which we weren't aware of, and, you know, the rest happened, and, you know, it's just... It's hard. I deal with this every day, you know. I mean, I see, I look out here, I see it, and I see a sunrise, and I'll start bawling because there's a hundred people I don't ever see that, you know. Yeah. So it's hard to deal with, you know. And, and I don't, I don't get upset when people blame me because if that's the way what they do, if they need to do that to grieve, if it helps them, you know, more power to you, you know. Uh, um, it hurts, but I mean, if that helps them anyway, that's fine. It, it's really hard because this is something, and I mean, it's been 13 years, which is unbelievable. It's something that could happen in any venue, it, with, to any band. Uh, it was you guys, it was that night, and it's uh, something that, unfortunately, just is um, always always going to be there, always going to be a, a, a source of pain, but you know what? you what, what gave you, do you think, the motivation to continue from that? I mean, that t- you've come through, gone through so much. How did you continue from that? I mean, you, you've... You- well, we had the Benefit Tour, which... You know, was as altruistic as you could get. You know what I mean? It wasn't just about me or just about the band. We have to go out and raise some money for the victims and for their families. So that enabled me to get on stage where, you know what I mean? It just wasn't about me. So, um, and it was hard too because, you know, you, you don't know when to smile or if you should smile or, you know, and, and just went out and said, okay, we're 
raising money, you know, to help these people. So let's just put on the best show we can. After two years of that, you know, we raised over a hundred thousand dollars, and and you know, I don't seem like much, but it, it's you know, it's still a lot of money, you know, and and you know, we helped some people, and and you know, God bless them, and and you know, they're always in my prayers, and you know, I. uh you know, I'm, I'm really sorry that it all happened. I can't, you know, say how sorry I am, you know. But I mean, for me, it was just another day in my life. You know, I got up, went to soundcheck, came back, went to the show. You know, my manager had spoke to the club owners, talked to them about the pyro, which we do every night, which we did every night. And, you know, if it was okay to use it, we used it. If we didn't, well, I didn't care if it saved me money, you know. It was like hundreds of dollars you know, to use pyro and, and the little bit we had. And, you know, it didn't make a big difference in our show. We're not KISS, you know? So, you know, it's, uh, in hindsight, too, which is always twenty twenty. you know, I wish we wouldn't ever even thought of using it. But we had, you know, the guy that used to work for Wasp, and, you know, he's a professional at indoor fireworks. And um, just all, all the dominoes were lined up in the right way. Absolutely, Jack, and we appreciate you being forthcoming with that. Uh, getting back to a little bit more happier times, um, <clears throat> back in 1987 when you hit the mainstream with uh, Once Bitten. Um, Rocky, yeah, Rocky yeah, was the first. Absolutely. Uh, for me, uh, I thought Rock Me was absolutely outstanding ballad there. Um, just talk up a little bit about that time, that era, uh, back in when you first hit the mainstream. Well, you know, it's funny is um, we rock me. If you look at the album, every song on one side says three fifty seven, you know, the time, and every one on the other side says three fifty eight. And because we put out the first single, it was a seven minute song, and we knew that most radio stations aren't gonna put a brand new single from a brand new band you know, a seven-minute song, you know, so we had to, like, you know, kind of fib a little bit about the time, you know, but after it became eight, it was too late. People were going, like, wait a minute, this song's way longer than seven minutes, you know, I mean, two minutes, three minutes. And all of a sudden, got all these phone calls, so they kind of had to play it. <laughs> so it worked out <laughs> real well, you know. Well, yeah, and I'm... It was all brand new, you know, I mean, we started out in 84, um, put out, 82, we put out our first EP, and then we had, we had every major label in town wanting to sign us, and, you know, unfortunately, we, uh, went with a label called EMI America, and, uh, the vice president wanted the president's job, so he purposely made sure that our record tanked. I mean, we're playing the cutest piece, the biggest through the year, and I walk the street, across the street from the arena, and I go, hey, where's the great white house? I never heard of you guys. I go, we're playing tonight right across the street at the huge arena with Jesus Priest. Oh, I never heard of you. So, <laughs> like, you know, that's the kind of cheap we're getting. So, you know, we left them and did our own record again. Shout out to Garden, got picked up at Capitol, obviously, that's their sister label. 
and things just start going through the roof, you know. And you've been on five major labels since. Absolutely, and and that uh, that particular album went uh, uh, platinum back in '88. So, uh, but uh, you followed that up with Twice Shy. So, talk a little bit about that album. Uh, obviously, you know, Once Bitten, Twice Shy was the hit of that uh, that album. Well, there, that, so. yeah, yeah, it was Once Bitten, Twice Shy itself, which oddly enough, I never thought was going to be it. I just didn't think it was going to be it. It took it broke all the rules. It took too long to get to the hook know the chorus and it was just I just didn't think it was going to be it and that thing wouldn't go away I mean we sold 800,000 45s I mean who buys 45s <laughs> well, I guess 800,000 people but I mean you know and the records almost went it's almost triple platinum but it was really neat I mean it was you know it was, it was just a great time for rock and roll you know unfortunately for us you know, we uh, caught the wave at the very end because of what happened to us in the beginning, you know. And um, so we didn't have some of the success that our contemporaries did, but the cool thing about it is, you know, I'm still here and my voice is better than it's ever been. And um, my band is just, it's hotter than the hinges of hell. You know, and um, we put on a great show. It's uh, entertaining. It's energetic. The songs sound just like the record. And, um, you know, I'm really proud of what I'm doing. And I continue just doing as long as God will let me, you know? Well, what, what what does it tell you about that era when you're able to go out? I mean, this is not just specific to you, but I mean, you've got bands from that era that are still out there, you know, and touring that are able to go out and play these songs. They're so nostalgic. Everybody loves these songs. Jack, for you, when you go out there and you hear, you know, you're playing Rock Me, playing Once Bitten, Twice Shy, Save All Your Love, Desert Moon, which is my favorite great white song. When you're play, when you're singing these songs, do you just ever, is it ever surreal? Like, I wrote, we wrote this back in 1987 and here we are, the people still want to hear this. I mean, that's a true testament to that era. Uh, yeah. I said, it's funny because I said that the other night to the audience, you know, I was going, you know what? I go, you just got them playing Save Your Love and everybody singing. And I'm like, you know, I got to tell you the coolest thing that I can think of is being a musician and it was written a song and standing here playing it and having, you know, 3,000 people or whatever sing it back to you. And it's just like, so bone chilling, you know. I just said, say thank you to them because it is just the greatest experience in the world, you know. It, it, I, it, guess, it, I guess it's kind of like being voted president in, 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 <laughs> a, in a minor way, you know what I mean? But <laughs> it is, but for several terms, and you're still there, still, you're still, yeah, still up yeah, there. Several terms, yeah, more terms than Alaska, more, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have changed the health care. Well, you know, you're talking oh, about your oh, voice. Yeah. Oh, Jack, I care. Who's been there? <laughs> hey, I'll sign up for that right now. I don't know about Obamacare, but I'll take Ojacacare right oh, now. Anything better, you know? Uh, Jack, it's your voice, I think, that makes Great White what it is because uh, it's it was a blues-based band. I think, obviously, like a lot of bands, got lumped into the category of a, of a hair band, but your voice set it apart. You have such a Robert... Yeah. You're, you have such a Robert Plant, I think, kind of style to your voice. I mean, is that something that you... You know, subconsciously knew that you that you kind of had that. I mean, when did you realize you had such that that kind of a vocal talent? Uh, well, I started. Excuse me, uh, I started helicopter coming over. Um, <laughs> when I was younger, um, 
I used to, of course, I used to sing all my favorite bands on their records, and I realized that you know, singing that was really easy. And it, and I noticed that uh, the timbre of our voices were really the same, really close to being the same. So it's like being a impersonator, you know. And it was always easy to get to sing and stuff and sing really close. And we have an album called Break Zeppelin. And it's live, and I mean, I listen to it sometimes, and I fooled myself, you know. Yeah. And it's it's pretty amazing. And uh, you know, I just I just love that band. I love Aerosmith too. Still do. I think they're one of the greatest rock bands in the world. Plus, they're from America. You know, Stephen Tyler is a friend of mine, and you know, which is really odd because that's what I used to dream of when I was a kid. You know. Yes, that's. I got a book coming. I got a book coming out, which is gonna blow people's minds. I should just call it. You might not gonna believe this. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't oh, wait. So many weird things happen, and just it's go ahead and plug it, Jack. What, what's the name of the book? Uh, I think it's gonna be called Dancing on the Edge. I like that. That that would fit yeah. you perfectly, <laughs> would it not? <laughs> Well, Jack, when that thing comes out, let's do this again and let's plug and let's yeah, uh, let's do it again. I'll tell you what, when we get the new record out, how about I give you a call and let you guys take a chance? You want to spin it? You can spin it. Oh, we're gonna we were gonna do more than that, Jack. And I'll tell you what, I want to before we let you go, I want to run through uh, the dates you have coming up in June, just real quick. It's June fourth in Littleton, Colorado. June tenth, Piercy, well, that's California. Fine because that's where my stepson lives. Oh, <laughs> well, well, you you won't have to come far to see. You. Can you at least get him on the guest no, list? No, no, yeah, my wife's in there. She's your partner. And uh, June seventeenth in Warsaw, Indiana, and then you're going to be at the world famous Whiskey A Go Go in Hollywood in September. Jack, man, we're going to have to catch up with you some out that we're out there in the stratosphere on one of these yeah, shows, man. Yeah, yeah, and and before you know, when we get off, let me get a second. I want to get your information. And, uh, you know, we'll hook up at, at the venue for sure. Yes, Jack. Yeah. That is great, man. We will definitely do that. Stick on the line after we uh, after we say our yeah, goodbyes, and we'll do that, man. And Jack, it's been a pleasure, man. Thank you so much. Take care. We'll see you soon. Thanks, Jack. Man, it was just great to catch up with Jack. I mean, you got to give him credit for being so, you know, candid, and he didn't pull any punches, man. He told it like it is. I really appreciate that from Jack. Just a genuinely good guy. I think I think he's gone through a lot of things, and, and uh, he's been pegged a lot of things by the media and by a lot of people in rock and roll. But I think he's just a good laid-back guy, and he's just been through a lot. It's good to see him. I think he's, I think he's doing a lot better now. The guy, to me, was 100% uh, genuine with that... Uh, uh comment about uh, uh what happened in rhode island uh clint again uh we can't thank him enough for joining the, us today uh the guy is straight forth uh one of the best front men out there back in the 80s as well as to me now couldn't agree more and guys it is just always a pleasure be sure to follow us on twitter and instagram facebook hit us up on all of our social medias and uh always Appreciate you guys downloading the show on iTunes for free. Give us a star rating. Leave a good comment or a bad one. Actually, don't. 
And guys, thanks so much. We got some huge shows coming up here in May. Some big guests coming up. Tom Kiefer from Cinderella coming up at the end of the month. Be sure to lock and load with uh, the Music Mania podcast, guys. We can't thank you enough. Absolutely, guys. And again, get out. See everybody that you can. Uh, this is that time of the year where everybody needs to get out and see a show. 